0: And welcome to the Deacon & Co. show, a very special show for you today, episode 19. This is Tuesday, September 22nd, uh, 2020, and today I got one of my uh, good friends on the show with us today. If you love Metallica, I love Metallica, and wait till you hear what this guy's got to say because he'll blow up both away. Um, Quick sports update before we get into anything, guys. Uh, Last night we had Monday Night Football, and we had the... Oakland Raiders of Las Vegas uh, taking the New Orleans Saints uh, 34 to 24. Very shocked on that game. There's a lot of crazy things that happened in that game, but the bottom line is Oakland is two and zero now. So now Kansas City and Oakland are both two and zero. Uh, I hope you guys are listening and enjoying the new uh, segment of our show here that is going to be called A Touchdown Report with Deacon and Ney. We have another episode for you coming up tomorrow. And uh, a lot of good feedback on it. Thank you, guys. But I hope you continue to enjoy. And last night, also, we had the uh, Game 2 of the Stanley Cup Finals. Uh, we had the Lightning taking that game 4-1 to one over the Dallas Stars. That series is now tied 1-1. Guys, I told you, if you're not a hockey fan, this is the Stanley Cup Finals. Give me a break. You guys can't just watch one series. You'll love it, I promise you. There's nothing like playing hockey. Uh, Tonight, more importantly, though, again, we got guests coming on the show that are unreal. This is a living legend in my eyes, but also we got a living legend right in front of us. Guys, you are witnessing the best Los Angeles Lakers team of all time. And tonight, my friends, Laker Nation, we are with you. Game three of the Western Conference Finals at 9 p.m. Eastern time. Lakers are up 2-0 in the series versus the Nuggets, and this is a pivotal game three. This is where LeBron James is going to make the difference of being the argument of being best player of all time. Uh, He's definitely in the category, not because he's on my team right now, because of what he's done and just the the records. There's there's nobody that can outmatch this guy right now. Uh, He might not catch Kareem, but if he plays 10 more years, he will. But that being said, Lakers tonight, I I like him big. This is a huge game to take very, very control of the series, not that they have it already. But last uh, game the other night on Sunday, the 21st, it was unreal because, um, you know, I'm sorry, the 20th, I'm sorry, of, of September. It was unreal. AD turned around, threw the ball, got the ball on the inbound, passed, two seconds left, over to Joker, threw it right in for a three, game winner, Lakers win, walk off, call it off, 2-0. But no more about that. Right now, we are on to Melika. And my dearest friend, I would like to welcome to the show now my friend Brandon of Metallica. Brandon, welcome to the Deacon and Co Show.
1: Hey, Deacon. Thanks for having me, but.
0: Ah, thank you so much for coming on the show. How's it been? How's everything going? Good?
1: Yeah, all things considered, things are pretty good here, you know, just uh, living life and uh, listening to a lot of Metallica, as always. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it gets to a point where, like, and I'm, I'm sure you've listened to, uh, you know, the shows and everything, the, uh, the new shows with uh, my fiance. Uh, how Brandon and I met, it's funny, because when I first started doing the show, my fiance, Nadine, was was reaching out and starting to connect me with everybody, you know, short-term and whatnot. And it was funny, because Brandon actually was talking to her, and then started asking her questions about Metallica, and she's like, I can't keep this going anymore. <laughs> You're going to have to step in here and help me out. What do I say to this guy? And then ultimately, you and I became buddies. So that's how it rolls out, that's great. Yeah, I mean, the story is just upon like whatever Metallica can bring, you know, to an individual person is just you know it's not just like any other music. So like when you can relate to something, like I have other artists, and I'm sure you do too, of other genres, you know, and they just don't do what Metallica does. You know,
1: I agree. I mean, I I can I, I listen to a lot of different styles of music, and I can appreciate all styles of music. And you know metal is has always been my favorite and yeah. in my opinion I just think that the it gets no better in metal than Metallica they are the biggest metal band of all time and I think there is a reason for that because the everything about them is just there from the musicianship to the songwriting to just it the, they're just the they're just the total package
0: Oh, yeah, um, and not that I didn't hear you, but if you don't mind just saying that again, because my audience needs to know again. <laughs> Greatest <laughs> of all time, guys, you heard it for a reason. <laughs> for a reason. There's nothing else behind it other than, hey, you want a show. If they're going to charge you $1,000 per ticket, I promise you, and I'm sure Brandon can vouch, you're not yeah. going to be
1: disappointed. No, no. I mean, they are, they will not put on a bad show. They are by far one of the best live bands you'll ever see. Uh, the it you know they they just sound great they it, if you like how they sound on album you're gonna like how they sound live uh, and if anything you know they're just heavier and faster and in 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 better live
0: oh yeah definitely definitely uh,
1: Brandon uh, with that
0: being said let me ask you man how how did you get your start like with Metallica tell the audience like my audience what about them. Uh, you know, about your show and, and what you know,
1: wh- how you started. Sure. So, you know, since I was a little kid, uh, Metallica has been my favorite band. I, I discovered them, like, when I was probably – I have two older brothers, so, uh, you know, it was not uncommon for, like, when I was in first grade to have MTV on the background. So I remember, like, the early 90s. A lot of the music videos are coming out at the time, and I remember seeing the inter music video before. Oh, wow. Yeah, you know, I was, like, too young. I Before the age, I should have been watching MTV, you know? And and there was something about the video and the song that just struck me, even at that young of an age. and uh, it, Plus, you know, there's a feeling of, like, you want to be an older kid and be cool and fit in. I was like, Metallica's <laughs> the coolest band to me, you know? Yeah. And I, I had this friend in elementary school who, whose parents, like, he, you know, we were in first, second grade, and his parents were just letting him act like he was, you know, 17 a lot of times. Like, he had albums with parental advisory stickers, and he was watching <laughs> oh, yeah. movies, and Beavis and Butthead, and things <laughs> that like, most first and second graders were not oh, uh, yeah. able to watch. Um, myself included in that. So he, <laughs> I was just like fascinated by him. And I, I remember going to his house and looking at his albums and uh, he had the black album. And I was like, Oh yeah, I, I know these songs. And I remember being in his bedroom and like blasting it on his like little CD player and jumping <laughs> around the room and his mother coming up and like yelling and swearing at us. He and, uh, and then, so, you know, as I got older um you know, when I was in middle school, I got my, I got my first CD player and Load came out when I was in like the summer between fifth and sixth grade and Load was the first CD I ever owned. And it's all I, all I thought was that those were the first, th- those were the only two albums Metallica had because I had no background in their history. I was yeah. <laughs> So then I, I, I went to like my local record store and, uh, I, I, I was like, all right, I'm going to get my second CD. Loaded was my first CD. I'm like, I'm going to get my second CD. Let me just take a look at, you know, the Metallica section. I was like, oh, they got four more albums? Uh, Which one do I think I can bring home and, like, piss my parents off the most? I was like, probably the one called Kill 'Em All that has, like, blood all over the cover. It looks cool. So I brought it home. My mom asked me what I bought. I showed it to her. She asked my older brother who brought me to the store why he let me buy it and then <laughs> just let me walk out to my room with it. So she really did not care despite her questioning. And uh, I put it on and I thought, oh, that sounds nothing like Metallica. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I had like the opposite reaction of every 80s fan, you know, because my introduction was Black Almond Lowe's. So yeah. but everybody heard those, every, when all the you know, Kill 'em All fans heard those albums. they were like, "What's nothing? What, what's the song? Nothing else matters." I was like, "What's yeah. this song? Whiplash. This sounds so different." Oh yeah, <laughs> so, definitely. Then I went back and just did my homework, and you know, by the time I finished seventh grade, I had all the albums. I was wearing Metallica t-shirts every day to school, and I was just hooked. Yeah, and my interest and love for them just continued to grow. I, I mean, there's really nothing else from my childhood that like my, I I have interest in things from my childhood, but nothing that I've grown more fond with as I get older, other than Metallica and metal and music in general. And they were such a gateway band for me too. Like they got me into, you know, through them, I found out about Dave Mustaine and Megadeth. Then I found out about Anthrax and Slayer and Pantera. And then I started, you know, Playing in bands when I was in high school, and I started getting into more extreme metal. Then get they get out of here. To, yeah, they introduced me to artists who, uh, you know outside of metal that I ended up liking a lot too, like uh, Tom Waits and stuff. And okay, so I just uh, you know the, I I owe them a lot. They influenced me to pick up an instrument, and uh, you know I went to college for music, and so I I got to a that's point awesome, dude. I got to a point where I just wanted to do something to uh, share my love of the band, Uh, because they're probably my favorite thing to talk about, as you can probably tell already. (laughs) uh, You know, I always joke, I've I've joked on my show before, you know, like uh, my wife just got tired of me turning every conversation with her into a Metallica conversation. Like it, it became a running joke where she would say something and be like, and I, I'd go over my mouth and she goes, all right, go ahead. Tell me, tell me, tell me what, what would Metallica do? <laughs>
2: just, so
1: so now it. she gets less of that because now okay. I, I am able to lock myself in my uh, basement at least once a week and talk to other people like you about Metallica. Yeah. And uh, that's
0: awesome, dude. And
1: so, you know, I just wanted to do the podcast to, uh, The band, and it's become such a great way to meet other fans, and uh, you know, the Metallica community is such a great community. The fan base is just amazing and so loyal and passionate. So, if I can be a small part of that with the podcast, then I I really feel um, honored to be able to be, you know, just a small speck in the grand scheme of things.
0: Yeah, that's awesome, dude. And really, honestly, not uh, small spec, dude. You guys are huge. I'm such a huge fan of you guys. You are a huge inspiration of mine. And I love listening to the facts because now you just said it. You're a lifelong Metallica fan. And that's amazing, dude. And now just keep in mind on this. Dude, I've only been a Metallica fan for about, you know, like maybe six or seven years like this.
2: Yeah. So now
0: imagine all of the stuff that I know uh, in that short time that you've been living and learning and experiencing for all these years. I mean, I've seen 51 shows in six years. Wow. You know what I mean? Just so I can catch up to miss what you guys all had. And that's what I try to, you know, do as, you know, an individual that also appreciates, you know, a band like this. Because you know that, unfortunately, what happens in this world, we're not going to get to see them much longer.
1: Oh, yeah. I, and, and you know, I I hope that they are part of me hopes that they're one of those bands that, you know, are 80 years old and still playing. And yeah. there's the a part of me that hopes that if that happens, it's still great. <laughs> yeah,
0: right? I mean, but, I think if they did, I also am with you. Like, let's
1: do it. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, if you when you look at others out there, like you know, obviously, there's a difference between seeing Paul McCartney now and Paul McCartney back in the day, but exactly. Paul McCartney now is still Paul McCartney, and he still you still get to hear him sing those songs. He still sounds great. He sounds older, but he still sounds great. And same thing with the Stones and so many uh, other of those bands. So I'm I mean, if if you know, and I know Metallica puts on perhaps a, probably a higher energy show uh, than. Um, uh, they're like a Paul McCartney, but, you know, I, I think it's definitely feasible and I hope that they just never go away. If if they can outlive me, uh, there'll be a part of me that's happy about that. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's definitely, yeah, definitely crazy with that. But um, just seeing, you know, hopefully everyone stays
1: healthy.
2: I just let
0: that one run right by my mind. I was like, <laughs> um, hopefully everybody stays healthy and we'll see the music because even yeah. people that aren't fans, that, you know, that I uh, that see them for the first time is stuff, they're like, wow, like at you know, thirty five years later or thirty eight years later, even now, thirty nine years later, they are yeah. still top caliber for a reason.
1: Yeah. And and I think, you know I think what they've been doing on the recent World Wire tour, uh, you know, that they were going through before obviously COVID happened, I think it's been some of the some of their best live performances, I think they sound really tight as a band. They look like they're having a lot of fun on stage and uh, I just think they, you know, whatever they're doing they got it figured out and it's working for them and uh, you know, so I hope they can maintain it for a long time and it's funny when you go to a Metallica show now you know, it's like almost a, a family event. You have, you know, everybody from like 10 to You know, sixty there, and uh, you see parents with their kids and grandparents with their kids. (laughs) uh, It's crazy. It's definitely a a different in that respect than you know when you go back and watch you know the Seattle '89 concert or something like that from uh, the live ship box set. But it's, uh, but you know, it's great because it just you know it's so uh, many new in young generations discovering the band. And, you know, one of the questions I always ask people when they come on my podcast is, you know, when did you discover Metallica? When was the first time you heard them? And everybody has a different entry point. Now, you know, some people are like, oh, I heard them, uh, you know, on the Master Puppet Store opening up for Ozzy Osbourne. And then other people are like, oh, I re- my first album was Death Magnetic, you know, which was yeah, very weird. Know, in two thousand. So it's like everybody has a different entry point, but, you know, we're all still have the same passion and love for them. So it's pretty cool. It definitely is.
0: And uh not not to be the guy that one-ups anybody because you know this about me, I'm just not that guy. But um just imagine what your wife went through with the Metallica talks about what mine goes through with sports and Metallica. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm making shit crazy, just like with this, you know, with the, the other four teams. So it's like, you know, she doesn't get the break, bro. <laughs> then you got to learn, at one point, Brandon how to combine the two, and then it'll drive her up the wall even more. Ultimately, well, you too. know, if Metallica if- <laughs> ever...
1: If Metallica ever plays the Super Bowl halftime, I guess you know that will be when worlds collide. <laughs> oh
0: yeah, dude, it's it's crazy. I I remember and a quick story about that is I remember I was they were supposed to a couple of years ago if you recall with the San Francisco opening up Levi Stadium, yeah. and they said they're not family orientated. So I went out there. I had I get tickets to the Super Bowl every year. My one of my good friends' dad works on Wall Street and he sells me four of them at face value. So he's like, Deacon, you are the biggest football fan. I know you like two teams. You have a better chance to get there than anybody else. And if, if they go, if my teams get there, I go. So yeah. I turned around. I flew out there because I have no interest in seeing the Broncos who are in one of my divisions and the Carolina Panthers. Right. So I, I flew out there to see Metallica. And I went to the show. That
1: too. That, was, oh, that yeah. was a shitty Super Bowl, too. Oh,
0: yeah. Very bad one. <laughs> went out there flew out for the first, Metallica, one of the best concerts I ever seen, came back, and yeah. then was home at my house at 6.18 when the ball was kicking off at
2: 6.29. <laughs> yeah, it was
0: nuts, really. I was like, I was so, I, I mean, I've never been jet-lagged except for that trip, because I'm like, oh, I know it's the two days of Super Bowl, you know, you're not treating your body right, you're eating, oh, you're yeah. drinking, like, I was, that one really messed me up for a while. But, um, Brendan, what would you say, like, if, if, you know your ultimate goal is, and like how can how can I already have mentioned to my fans about how they could reach you, but how can they reach you if they won't start listening and emailing you and stuff like that?
1: Yeah, sure. So I mean, uh, in terms of my goal, I just want to continue uh, doing what I'm doing and growing it um, in any way I can. You know, uh, I always want to try to reach new listeners because new listeners mean most likely new guests and new people to talk to. And uh, so I, I just, my goal is just to continue growing so I can extend the people uh, that I'm able to speak with. So I, whether that means I have, you know, new friends of the Metallica community that are fans, or I have an opportunity to speak to somebody who has had, you know, ties to their history. So I can get a, you know, first hand account of, uh, Something or whatever, um you know that's really my goal and, and I really do it just because I love talking to people about this band, so the more people I get to speak to, the better um uh, oh, so that's I, awesome, and just you know, so getting to grow the podcast, obviously uh over time just makes all that easier to a certain extent because you have more people to choose from and more people who are interested in doing the show um. But in terms of how people can reach me, you know, I uh they can reach me at metallicast uh Metallica's com if they want to shoot me an email. Um they I'm on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I am at Metallica's Pod on all three of those. Um, awesome. I use Facebook and Instagram to plug new episodes, but I'm on Twitter a lot interacting with everybody and yeah. um you know, if if you shoot me a message on any of them, I'd try to get back to you quickly, but uh, uh, Twitter is where I spend most of my time. And there's a really great, uh, uh, like, Metallica Twitter going on that we're always, you know, sh- talking about the band or sharing yeah. new music or talking about, you know, related bands. And so it, I've had a lot of cool interactions on there. met a lot of – uh, the most people I've met uh, in, for the show has been – through Twitter. So uh
0: yourself
1: included yeah. so well, thank you. Yeah, I, I
0: appreciate that. Yeah, definitely I was gonna say a good shout out to all the boys that we know that hopefully now will be listening. I know there's a lot of guys that I interact with but sometimes they uh their their primary focus is metal, you know, like so I yeah. see them putting up a lot of stuff. So I always try to get involved with them when it's more metallic. But like I love when they put up stuff about Judas Priest. And and I just got, I believe it or not, I just started getting into Judas Priest. So it's like, oh, nice. they're, yeah. They're, yeah, they're not going to be Metallica, obviously. But I like them a little bit, you know, enough to go out and buy the Painkiller album and Vengeance. That, yeah. And yeah, that's, that's when we got what the I good think, stuff.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: Uh, Brendan, now I got to ask you, man, like what is your favorite Metallica, you know, memory or experience? I mean, you've had a lot of cool ones um, in the short time that I've known you. But I'm sure you've got something for us.
1: Yeah, I mean, um two come to mind. In terms of my favorite like performance I got to see was I went um I was able to get a ticket to see uh them get inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame.
0: Holy and shit, bro. Yeah. yeah. It was
1: it was the first year that the Hall of Fame sold tickets to fans. Prior wow. to that it was just, you know, industry yeah. People, uh, so this was the first year. It was open to fans. I got a ticket. Um, I flew with my wife, who was my girlfriend at the time, out to Cleveland. Uh, we spent the weekend there. We saw, you know, the we went we took a tour of the Hall of Fame Museum, and that's got to uh, be so awesome, dude! It, oh, it was awesome. I, I, I wanna, I wanna go back just to experience the museum again because it's for. You know, somebody like us who are just music fans—it's having yeah, we'll be
2: geeked. Yeah,
1: we'll be geeked out. (laughs) Oh yeah, totally. Like I was just—I, I I mean, we were there for a couple hours, anyways, and like nerding out for two hours. And I could have spent more time there. And it's one of those things where there's so much that you leave there, and you're like, I could go right back in and probably see new stuff that I missed or spend more time with, you know, staring at whatever or reading this or whatever it, it was a really cool experience so I, that we flew out there like on a Friday um and actually funny story there's so I discovered that Cleveland is like not <laughs> excuse me Cleveland's like kind of it there wasn't a lot going on there uh, at least not in the part of Cleveland that we were at yeah uh, it, it's very like um uh, the part we were in was like a lot of businesses and offices so we were there on the weekend it was kind of barren And, uh, but we, so we were looking for a place to like grab a drink and we're just, we don't know our way around. So we're just kind of stumbling about and we, we go into, um, I think it was a hard rock cafe and we're like, all right, well they sell booze. So let's go in. We get a drink. I think maybe like a small bite to eat. And the guy's like, all right, you guys gotta, you guys gotta go. We're closing early. We're like, Oh, why are you closing? Like, Oh, Metallica is having a party here.
2: Oh, shit
1: I was, and they ended up every, They invited like uh, a hundred something people that had ties to like their whole career that they felt like helped them get to where they needed or or where they were and to get to that point.
0: Wow. And they had
1: like a whole big party for them like the night before. So I didn't make the party, but I I made the pre-party, which was just me and my girlfriend, my wife at at the bar, just. <laughs> Dude,
2: that's,
0: that's unreal. I, I think they would have probably had to, like, arrest me to get me out of there. Because, oh, actually, it's, you know what? Times are different. Because with them, especially now, I mean, if you turn around, and, and again, not to, you know, if they knew who you were, if you were you were now, and you were in this situation in 2009, and you know what I'm saying? Like, if you, were, if you were exactly where you are now in your career, I don't think they would ask you to leave. But I mean, me, think would. <laughs> did they tell Billy after everything? I can't believe that. Like, I think if I showed them, like, like, dude, look at my arm. Like, I dedicated a whole limb of my body to you. You know what I mean? Like, you're really going to ask me to leave? My whole podcast is about you. You're really going to ask me to leave? All right, cool. That's cool. I get it. You know, but um, awesome story.
1: <laughs> yeah, so that that was cool. So it was a really fun weekend. And then the induction itself, they, you know, um, It was a really good list of inductions. Um, You know, Jeff Beck got inducted that year and a lot of cool people. Um, And, of course, Metallica ended the night. And so when they came on, it was like all the fans were, like, in the balcony. And the place just started, like, chanting, Metallica. Like, I'm like, holy shit, everybody here. It's like a Metallica fan. So yeah. it's just like all the like everybody was just sitting politely, quietly, enjoying the show. And then all of a sudden, like you rocked <laughs> into a Metallica concert. And um so they come out and, you know, uh Flea from Red Hot Chili Peppers and Dr. them, so they gave their speeches. And then they did um Inter Salmon and Master of Puppets, but they did it both songs with uh they brought back Jason Newstead. Wow. And so him and Rob Trujillo both played bass on both songs. And then the coolest part was they did um they always they always end the Hall of Fame with like an all star jam. Yeah. So Metallica did a cover of Train Kept It Rollin' and it Wow. Was the it was them with Jason, with Flea host on bass, with um Joe Perry from Aerosmith, Jeff wow. Beck. Ron Wood from Rolling Stones, all playing guitar. Wow, um, I th- and I think there was maybe like one or two others that I'm missing too. It, it was fun- it was amazing. Um, it was oh, unreal. That sounds I, I unreal. Jimmy Page came out. It was like crazy. Oh. <laughs> it was like literally, like you had <laughs> you had Jeff Beck, Ron Wood, Jimmy Page, and like Joe Perry, like all in a row playing guitar with Metallica. I was like, this is. This is like unreal. It's like a a once-in-a-lifetime thing. Yeah, that's so crazy. So that was definitely a really cool experience. And I've also had a a couple... uh, I've been able to meet um, the bands briefly, uh, with the the exception of James. Um, So that's been a really cool experience, being able to meet them at like... Just like kind of fan meet and greets. Yeah, that's that's definitely pretty awesome, man. I... um...
0: I gotta see. I have had so many cool Metallica experiences that I just. Have, for me, it has to go back to to the very first show that I ever saw them. So now you got all these people that are cranked up, who, you know, the greatest rock band that ever lived is now gonna go and say goodbye to the greatest relief pitcher of all time. Now all right. me, I'm not a Yankee fan, so baseball. No, no, no. I all right, and this is the only time that I will ever bad mouth or say anything bad about the performance by Metallica. They were great, but they could have been better. But they were so shocked from the night before because the night before, um, my fiance Nadine won tickets when she used to work for SiriusXM the employee contest. Oh yeah. She she kept this under the closet, dude. I don't know how she did this. And one day we got into an argument or whatever, and uh, I turned her around and she goes, hey, you know what? then I guess I'll just take somebody else to this Metallica concert that's not <laughs> not able to buy tickets for fans. <laughs> That is just for employees, the ex listeners over. Oh, you got it, bro. No problem. I'll see you like, no, 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 I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. You've never heard a man say I'm so sorry a hundred times. How many babies
2: did you have? Oh, baby, baby. Right? <laughs> baby, baby. no, oh, baby. Come That's on, baby. Big,
0: yep. Like, I didn't mean it. I didn't mean any of it. But uh, <laughs> epic night. Uh, and just the only thing that really That's got great. to me about that night, I mean, because I heard uh, I pretty much basically... Uh, almost every song off of the albums, every album in its entirety. Up to that point, you know, I didn't have Hardwired, and they didn't really do much from uh, Death Magnetic. Uh, yeah. But and I think they do more now from Death Magnetic than they really did back then. It was just, I don't know, it's a great album. They just did skipped over it. But um, the, the crazy thing was is that now when I go to these shows and when I'm getting ready, so like, for instance, we did a – we we wrote down all of the people that I'm with, and I, and I invited you to come with us as well, and you had a bunch of family parties too, but it would have been a blast to come to the drive through a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. So I wrote down all the songs, and so now I wrote down every song that was going to get played except for one, which I wasn't really 100% sure if they were going to play Moth into Flame, but they did. Mm. And uh, I wait, dude. I wait for these things because you know the things that go on at Metallica concerts. So I'm waiting. Right. Like I'm teaching myself to get ready and prepare for when Master of Puppets is going to happen. <laughs>
2: right. So
0: so now, like, you know, and then I under, I try to explain, if you're not a
2: Metallica fan,
0: then you'll understand the power of the music when you hear Master of Puppets. Yeah. Like, it's, it's unreal. So, like, during this whole little gathering, like, you know, like, during this, my buddies that we're with, they're all sitting there, and I'm I'm at this point where, like, I don't care. Get away from me. I'm just at the show. Just because I'm not at the concert, like... I don't want bullshit with you. You had five hours beforehand to do that.
2: Like (laughs) now, it's
0: strictly about the music. Yeah. So now I'm sitting there and like they're getting people behind me, Brandon, and they're they're getting everybody cranked up. And the next thing I know, I tell my buddy Kirk, who's with us, one of my good friends, he says, uh, he goes, "Zeke, what's going on next?" And I'm I'm hitting, I'm going, I'm like, "All right, well, uh, you know, I didn't have that. They were going to start off with Hardwire, but everything else was pretty much spot on in order." So, and of course, I didn't see until our good friend Ralph, uh, you know, another buddy I met on Twitter was a friend of yours, yeah. posted the list. So, I had no idea. Like, my phone was away. I didn't record anything. You know what I mean? Like, we wrote this hours before. Yeah. So, I'm sitting there, and we're going on, and we're going on, it it's a song, and I go, dude, all you have to listen is because you're not going to hear it on the studio album. And I need you to hear three
2: cymbals. <laughs> Bam, 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 So as soon as you
0: hear those three little symbols, <laughs> you better be ready because I'm going to explode. And just like they just kicked the game-winning field goal when Master of Puppets came on. Granted, we have it all on video. I got to send it to you. I got 200 people behind me, me with my mask on during COVID, and it was like I was James Hetfield.
2: Master, master.
0: One of the best memories ever. But it was cool because also, you know, I'm the fan that I am now. When When I saw the – the show at the Apollo Theater, yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, it was great. But if I would enjoy it so much more now than I did, because that was my first show. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. you know.
0: And it's like, at that point, yeah, I only knew a couple things. And now it's like, now I might know. Like, oh, now what's going on? But um, with that being said, dude, what is
1: your favorite Metallica album? Master Puppets.
0: Ah, there we go. Master Puppets.
1: <laughs> uh, I mean, I have... I,
0: I... You have to,
1: have to, have to ask. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I just think that album is perfect from start to finish. And, you know, like, if you if you listen to the song, Master Puppets, I always say this, like, that's the perfect Metallica song. If somebody had never heard Metallica ever, it, I would choose that song to put it on because that's, like, in eight minutes, they I think they capture everything that they do really well as a band you know you have the the musicianship the 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 songwriting the the complexity of like the structure the fast heavy parts the groove parts the soft interlude in the middle the guitar harmonies the solos like it has everything yeah. um, it, it, i i just think that's a perfect song and a perfect album definitely definitely
0: um as my audience knows and that's good to get yours my my favorite album by them um is actually the first album that i've ever heard my my first song that i ever heard from by metallica was master of puppets and then harvester of sorrow so i just listened to those songs along with the trooper and hollow be thy name by iron maiden and that was what i had like that was the only four songs that i listened to and like i'd have my rap and my other music and stuff of what was going on and I just said, wow, like Master of Puppets, even now, like Master of Puppets is my second favorite song. But my favorite album by them is Ride the Lightning. Uh, You don't don't go wrong with any songs on uh, Master of Puppets because it's it's the same way you felt. We spoke a little bit earlier before we started doing the show about how you feel like every other day it could be something different. Yeah. Top two. It's Master of Puppets and Ride the Lightning. Same thing for me. But uh, again, I want to put you on a spot now, bro. But uh, you know, you you got a you got a little top ten or a top five for us, a top list that we could uh, share with the audience because I know
2: All I've right. been cr-
0: I've been cranking these guys up this whole time, waiting for you, <laughs> for you, to just be like, oh, here we go, top ten what let's, let's do it. Let's do All it. Right.
1: All right, so first of all, uh, Trooper and "Hall will Be Thy Name are my two favorite Maiden songs. So Oh, awesome. If, if, <laughs> if you only have two Maiden songs to listen to, those are two good ones, I think. Uh, uh, all right, so let's see. I, I mean, I, I'll be honest with you. I told you before we started recording, like, I, I have nothing written out just because I feel like the top ten I give right now is going to be different than the top ten I give tomorrow. Yeah. different than the top ten after the, Like, it's always changing, uh, depending on my mood. Uh, but, you know, I, I will say uh, if I have to do ten songs, um, I'm not going to worry about order. So I'll, I'll give ten songs in no particular order.
0: Okay. Um,
1: except for the number one spot.
0: All right. I mean, uh, if you would only want to do ten, we could always do five as well. So whatever's easier for you. I just had one. That I've had one for a little while, and I know exactly what you mean. So, audience that's listening to this, Brandon is 100% right. When you're a fan of something like this, this caliber, it, it, you cannot put um, favorites on or number to the favorites. You can't. I did it yeah. because this is where it's going to stand, but there are two of them that were just put in there, that were removed six months ago. So, it changes.
1: Yeah. And, and, and you know, like I went on um... – uh, another podcast uh, a few months back, Metal Off Your Podcast, which is actually another Metallica podcast. Um, right. And they asked for my top 10 songs at that time. So, yeah. like the top 10 songs I would listening to in the moment was very different than my top 10 all time songs, like you're asking for.
2: Exactly.
1: Uh, but, but both lists are always changing. So, if I got to go with 10 songs, I'll say no particular order. Uh, let's do. Uh let's see. Ooh. It it gets harder when you're actually in the moment. Um, <laughs> no pressure. No pressure. I'm gonna go I'm gonna say Dyer's Eve.
0: Oh wow, good choice.
1: I'm going to say uh battery. Okay. I'm going to say disposable heroes. Okay. Um bleeding Me. Wow. Okay. Um Let's see, let's see. I'll go with oh, there's just so many to choose from <laughs> um, oh, I'm gonna say Orion, wow, good choice
0: right, as you guys see, if you don't know, uh a lot of these are from master of Puppets <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but
1: why do I have three master of puppets already? Mm-hmm. um all <laughs> right. uh I'm gonna say um. I think I only have two on mine. Fight Fire with Fire. Oh, good one. Uh, uh, I mean, it's so hard to, like, ignore, like, the classics, you know, but Mm. I I just – I feel like I probably go to a lot more of the album cuts these days than the classics because you just hear them so much. Not that I get tired of them, but, you know. When I put on Ride the Lightning, I'm not going to skip – over from the bell tolls and fade to black, but I've heard those songs so many times that I'm going to put on the other tracks more, you know? Yeah, yeah, of uh, course. Uh, but all right. So I will say fire with fire. I think I need a, uh, what, four more. Um, mm-hmm. let's do, I want to say the unforgiven. Um, nice call. Um, I think that's the best Kirk Hammett solo of all time. You can ask me on social mm-hmm. to argue. Um, <laughs> <Good> call. <laughs> um, uh, this is tough. Uh, I'm gonna say this would be. Uh, I feel like uh, I should go with. Um, you know, it's hard not to go with "Seek and Destroy." It's yeah, 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 it's such a sing along. I, I, I could. That's like a a favorite that I could kind of do without them uh, doing live in the foreseeable future. But I would say that's a favorite. Um, and let's see. I think I need three more. I'll go with... This is the hardest question I've ever been asked in my entire life. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> not, I, I'm I, will, so sorry. I, I will say... Uh, all right. I'll round it out. And again, this will change tomorrow. Um, I'll say... Uh, blackened. Okay. Good choice. Um, I will say... Um. So two more, two more, and I know
0: yeah, top two. Yeah, your top two. Let's just say like your top two favorite Metallica songs of all time, oh. and this is just based upon the mood and you
1: know how it is. Um. No pressure. No pressure. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I, well. All right. I'll say. Let's see. I'm gonna go with. Did I say Damage Inc? No. But that's, that's another one off of Master I'll Puppet. I'll go with Damage Inc. <laughs> and my number one pick is Master Puppet. All
0: right, so you have. Uh, you heard of that, guy. I have that half is... the
1: Master Puppet's album.
0: Yeah, well, more. Now you got five of them.
1: That's, that's awesome. Five now, of the eight songs. <laughs> if,
0: if you guys now have, don't understand the power behind the album itself, you just saw it. This is, this, you know, again, the Deacon and Co. show is never scripted. This is how Brad and I did it just sat there and did it right in front of you. I'm going to give you this. You got three of them that we share in, co- in common. And this is all something that you just said that you were just, you know, doing it for the moment and tomorrow it'll change and of course and that's what everybody's. Uh but yeah. mine when I when I do things especially like with this, it this is the core. It'll never change, but it, like it will, you know, have substitutes with like one or two things, but like for primarily we're setting on the order. And I know you guys have been waiting for this, so here we go. Uh, If you say anything, if you say a song, we're like,
2: oh, shit, I should have thought of that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. Uh, It might be a couple, but we only share three, and that's because of the love for Master of Puppets. But I'll go ten to one, so that way you guys know the excitement on there of what each song means to me. But number ten, it just came onto this list, all right? Atlas Rise. Ooh. Yeah, Atlas Rise, really, it means a lot to me, and, like, I feel that way. I shouldn't say this on air like this, but I feel this way toward my sister. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I already said it in 80s, like, our wedding song is going to be for Maria. Like, that is, you know, like the song that her and my sister and I dance to. That's her song, that. And you're going to go far, kid, by The Offspring. <laughs> Huge Offspring fan, but, yeah, crazy. But, uh, number nine, um, Blackened. Like, how 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 do you not it's the yeah. dance of the day? Yeah. Uh number 8. That's a great song. Oh yeah. Number 8. Creeping Death. Hard how, to argue with
2: that one. Hard yeah. To
0: argue. And and as you did, as you guys seen and I'm so glad that we did that and you not having a, a script is okay because this is what real fans, you know, they do. I'm just completely psychotic.
1: It's the know? App already and I'm already thinking, like, I would take out Seek and Destroy and put in Creepy Death over that. Yeah,
0: agree. see, like, that's, it happens, you know what I mean? Yeah. But It's it's all right, but look what you did. Now, I'm not, not calling you out or anything, I'm just trying to show the difference of, of how powerful his music is. You had five of the top ten list of your songs, just for this moment, on from Master of Puppets. Right. Now, mine, here you go, now watch. Number seven is going to be Ride the Lightning.
1: I mean, I you can't argue that? with that.
0: No, number 6 for whom the bell tolls so where you if you if where is the song is coming from off of your favorite like i said mine's ride the lightning yours master of puppets you can see where it's coming you know what i mean for when somebody is going to make a top 10 list number 5 though goes back or goes forward uh-huh, really um damage incorporated like oh, yeah. that's unreal. Like just the lead up. Same thing with Battery. Like another all those songs. Like Black and I love those things where they're you know yeah. the kind of quiet lead up. Orion. All those things are great. Number four, the Four Horsemen has to be. That's the, my favorite song off of kill Them all. That's where it all started. It, it's got to be on there.
1: You know what I, I see? I, I'm regretting saying Seek and Destroy because I put Four Horsemen over Seeking Destroy too.
0: Yeah. It's, I think it's a story, don't get me wrong. It's such a great, a great, 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 great song. And for many, many years, they've ended on either Seek Destroy or Sandman. Yeah. So, you know, like you're going to get them. you know, number three and justice for all. It has to be a lot of people don't like that particular song in itself. Uh, unreal, dude. You see how heavy it is. I mean, we well, you saw you heard how heavy it is. Yeah, you know, it, just, yeah, just a huge, huge, huge part of me. Uh, number two has to be, and it's coming up a little little while longer in our show. Um, you know, we we got a couple more topics that we got to go, but here's the big one. Uh, number two, it, it has to be one. I mean, yeah. I, I
1: can't argue with any of these so far.
0: And, and number one, you know what it is, Master of Puppets.
1: There
0: you go. You know, and that's Perfect. the top ten, guys. You know? And it's crazy. And, you know, like I was saying, you know, with the mood earlier, guys, you'll understand, like, Brendan and I are just fans. Like, yes, we know a lot. Brendan obviously is the colossal fan. <laughs> but uh, you're, like, the mega fan. But um, the crazy thing is, is, like, we're we're doing this, and, like, yeah, it might change tomorrow. But, like, on the core root of things that Brendan saying, like, hey, listen, my favorite album is Master of Puppets. Look what's going on in the proof, guys. Uh Brendan, next thing, I mean awesome, thank you so much for sharing that with uh also. Um now last topic that we'll get into this about about the whole situation with us, like, you know, you and I about fans or whatever, but um like you know, then we'll have some fun with it a little bit. But what do you honestly feel, uh like with music? Do you feel that it's like the universal language? Because 'Cause I'm really starting to feel that way.
1: Oh yeah. I mean, hands down. I mean when you look at I mean it's, if we're just if you want to just talk about metallica for a moment like if a band like that is so massively popular all around the world yeah. um or you know look at somebody like um any worldwide artist you know that uh, whether it be you know the beatles michael jackson or um uh, you know somebody more modern like a a you know a Lady Gaga or something like it's the, the artists that cross over and you know, you you can go and play a show to like Metallica can go play a country that does not speak English or does not speak English as their primary language. And they will sing along to every word because they are moved by the music. And they, it's a, I think music is the ultimate way to bring people together and, yeah, I mean, have you ever met anybody who dislikes music? It's... Uh,
0: no, I've I've never met anybody who particularly dislikes music. Um, I met a lot of people who are like they'll turn around and they're like, yeah, music's like, oh, yeah, I listen to it, but it's music to, it, to me is exactly what you're saying. But uh, yeah, I've never yeah. never had that.
1: I just think it's a way that it's you know it it, it allows you to. Uh, Meet new people. It allows you to. I mean, I have been to countless shows, especially Metallica shows, where you are standing next to a complete stranger, and before you know it, like I'm ending the show with like my our arms around each other, (laughs) like ten beers deep, and we're we're singing, screaming every word till we lose our voice, and like it. And then I'll never see that person again in my life. And yeah. that, but like for those, like for that moment, we were like the best friends in the whole world. You know, it, yeah. it just, it, when you're with like-minded people or people with similar interests, it, it just, there's a, a connection there. And, you know, it, it there's people who I'm sure, uh, well, I know there's people who like Metallica that I would, uh, you know, not agree with politically who, Maybe I would not agree with uh, uh, even morally in some ways, or yeah. you know, maybe they have, uh, uh, you know, maybe they're very religious and I'm not very religious, or whatever. But yeah. we could both sit down and talk about Metallica and be friends about that.
0: Oh yeah, I mean, all the common thing with people is bless you, if you please. Uh, the only thing we common people, dude, honestly, is just finding a way to relate to the topic. Like, you know, all these people for years that you kept yourself around, you keep yourself around the people that understand you. And then when you're out into the public, like, you know, it shouldn't be a situation where, you know, like you're the weirdo. It's like, no, now they're the outcast. Now yeah. come start listening to Metallica. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's just you're different. You know, if somebody doesn't, you know, back to, you know, the root of you and I, uh, especially with your personal life and mine, somebody doesn't want to hear about what we're talking about all day, especially with this stuff. It's like, hey, what's up? You know, like, oh, you went to the movies yesterday? How was it? Tell me about it. Like, you know, start right away with something of there. Right. You know what I mean? Just so they, you know, you don't feel the, the awkwardness. So not that I'm telling you how to do that. I'm telling you in general, you know, how to <laughs> just deal with the – you know the people of being weird because you know what we're not the weirdos. We like you know a certain thing of what you know. we like, and that's cool, bro. There's a lot of people out there like us like that. But um, now, I agree with you on that. Now, I have a question of the week last week that I got to give away a prize to Brandon. So I got another one. I got Ooh. two of them. So let's yeah, let's get this out of the way. Uh, wh- one of my friends here, <clears throat> dearest friends, they gave me this question and said, ask before it gets too late until it's middle of the season when people will know. But uh, <laughs> Where is the Super Bowl being played in February 2021, Brandon? We know the answer to this one.
1: Do I know the answer to that one?
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Yes. I mean, I would. The only reason, and that's weird, that it worked out this way that this is the question for when you come over, come on, for last week. So where is it? Uh,
1: In Tampa Bay.
0: Exactly. Uh, awesome. So my buddy, Mike Marino of North Babylon, he knew that for us today, uh, Brandon. Um, so he's going to, you know, he already requested that he gets his Amazon. So he's like, Oh, it's the only people that are helping me out during the COVID. <laughs> I was like, yeah, bro, here you go. Thank you. So listen to the Deacon and Coach show. So now I got a good one for this week. Now, Brandon, don't give away the answer because if you know it, which is a really good one and if you don't, that's okay. But this is a tough one to do because I got it wrong myself what I do sometimes is, like, when I'm trying to, you know, keep myself from getting anxious or something else, I'll go on and play, like, Metallica, Metallica Trivia Quizzes, Yeah. and they'll ask you all this stuff. And I fact-check it because I don't want to, like, really go on here and say something wrong when it's not true, you know, those things. But it's from Blabbermouth, and there's another one from HeavyMetal.com, so yeah. I'm pretty sure that they're accurate, but I still check anyway. But who was suggested as a producer for And Justice For All and was never hired? know that one?
2: That's I going to be our... Give, yeah. That's, my
1: lips are sealed.
2: Yeah,
0: thank you so much for that. But, yeah, that's going to be our,
1: <laughs> our question
0: of the week. It's a really good one. And I'll give you guys one clue. If you remember back on my top ten list, one of the bands, their lead singer, was going to produce this album. So get to me at Deacon and address it to me, please, if you don't mind. Uh, Show at com, along with all the other stuff, following us on Twitter and Instagram. Much, much more things to come, uh, as you can see. But, um, Britton, everything that happens here in real life and everything else is of in the show every single day, dude. We see something bizarre happen. So, yeah. I got a story for us, genius of the week, and and I hope you love this one, all right? Because this is a lot to do with the topic. But true story, awesome. man in Iowa robbed the music store. Making over 600 in vinyl, including some Metallica albums he did not have.
1: Wow.
0: He did a great job, Brandon, of remembering all of his favorite albums, but forgot to check <laughs> his pants when he left the store for his wallet. Ooh. He is our genius of the week, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Just can't, can't make this shit up. But, Brandon, this brings us down now into a uh, topic of uh, the show, which I'm, I know you've listened to a show all the time, uh, rapid response. So two minutes on this subject, uh, then we'll pass it back and forth, uh three of them. And uh, you know, I'd like to get your opinion on this because I know you're a very knowledgeable person on these topics. All
2: right. Now I'm
0: gonna I'll save the best one for last, but um how do you feel like what is your you know, thoughts on New England with Al Brady?
1: Well, I think New England is a I, I don't think we're a Super Bowl team this year, but I think we're a playoff team. Uh, I think that, uh, you know, in the first two weeks, despite having a 1-1 record, uh, I think we looked great, especially on offense. I've been very pleasantly surprised and pleased with Cam Newton, and uh, he's just throwing bombs on the field at like Julian Elvin's catching. and I love Unreal. it. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I think we I, – I, the Bills, I think, will – Definitely give us some competition this year, just like they did last year. But I, I, I see Patriots once again winning the AFC East. Oh, wow! Once again going to the playoffs. Um, I, I, I feel confident about this team. If 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 they're playing, if if people, if everybody can stay healthy, and uh, we can, you know, I, if we're playing this way in September, I, I feel confident that we will be playing better in December. And uh, so I. I, I I, I feel good about this team. Awesome, dude!
0: Uh, thank you for that information. I, as you know, you know, I broke off part of the segment of the show to do a touchdown report weekly. So, in there, I said that the Buffalo Bills are going to win the AFC East. I, I never count out a Bill, Bill Belichick team. I never do. He's such a genius, undermined. Like he's, he's the most under, And I know he gets a lot of credit, but a lot of people hate him. The guy is just too smart. Love yeah. him or hate him, he's going to make the halftime adjustments. He's going to do what gets done. Never count them out of anything. I agree with that. But I got it all. And and I know it shouldn't matter on this, but it all matters to me about if you can keep the guy who cannot complete one full season in his career, Cam Newton, healthy, and that's what really well, to me. And
1: and that and that's the big thing I think. You know, like if he if he's not, if he cannot stay healthy for the season. I don't think we have much of a chance. But if he can stay healthy, I think, you know, we're going to be a contender. But the thing is, with his style of playing, he takes a beating every game.
0: Yeah, definitely. And that's the crazy thing. But now, like, you know, the biggest thing that people don't realize is now for the first time in his career, he's got an offensive line. Yeah. So let's see how he uses it. Uh, now there's another tough one. And I know this is it's like, what, what do I do now? Uh, Cliff Burton or Jason Newstead? Who do you prefer,
1: Cliff or I mean, I I love Jason Newsted. Uh, I think they're two very distinct players, despite playing for uh, the same band. Um, I I miss Jason, especially when they were showing him on the Metallica Mondays concerts when they were doing those. And uh,
0: yeah, I, I
1: think it, I miss his guttural background vocals and his head banging and all that. And he was a fantastic player, but Cliff. Was uh, you know I I just personally yeah, when I, I I'm a bassist so I I play with bassists <laughs> like Cliff I don't use a pick like Jason does. Uh, yeah, Cliff is just a special human being. He was he was just a genius that brought the bass into different directions and what he did on like anesthesia pulling teeth and uh, Orion and uh, so many Metallica tracks. I, I, it, it, he was just otherworldly. Wow.
0: Yeah. Uh, I definitely agree with you. Excuse me. Um the, the main thing about Cliff that separates it is like he's another separate, you know person where another tragedy happens where we never know where we're going to and I want to compare the two but I mean look ACDC went on to become huge without Bon Scott. Yeah. You know and now Metallica you know and and of course so humble never ever denying the fact that hey we started with you. You know, like thank you. You know, they always pay their tribute to whatnot. And yeah. uh guys, and just to let you guys know too, it, you know, if you enjoy uh the Metallica talk as well, you gotta check out what Brandon did. He did a really, really great job on interviewing the cast who performed with Metallica for the San Francisco Symphony Orchestra. Oh, yeah. Thank you, man. Mm-hmm. Unreal, dude. I wanted to bring a point to that. I just now tied it in. Dude, you simply you took something, and I don't know how you stayed calm, but you did a fucking great job, dude. That's first <laughs> first <of> the first curse <laughs> first of the episode, bro, goes to me. <laughs> well, uh, I thank know, you, man. you know. Hey. It, hey. You did, really, hats off to you, man. I I watched thank the whole you. thing. Like I said, man, like how was it? Like I know this is different. It's a special kind of episode, and I know it gets away from what we yeah. you know, wanted to talk about, but give me like a brief 30 seconds of like how real it was.
1: I mean, it was uh, I mean, if you've seen the performance, his name's Scott Pingle. He's the principal bassist of the San Francisco Symphony and he does anesthesia pulling teeth at S and M two and it's just uh the when I heard it it was a goosebumps moment and then it, him talking through it to me was just unreal and gave me like a new appreciation for it. it I mean the to hear the research he did going into it in terms of like Studying all the performances Cliff had and looking for the right, you know, yeah. goals, looking for the right bass. And then the, hearing the whole story of uh, his arrangement of the solo and how like the story he was trying to tell, it, it was just really, really special. And, uh, and that's something uh, that was really cool that I was able to do that um, I'm uh, I, I'm proud of that moment because I, I think it, it was just... it was really easy for me to do because he was just so willing and giving that I didn't really do anything, (laughs) but he was, he, as a fan, he was just really great to talk to and such a great, a nice guy, really gracious with his time. And, uh, you know, he was, what after we went live, after we were done going live, you know, he, he hung out for a few minutes and talked some more with me and he was just a really nice guy. And, uh, yeah. And, it, the performance is unbelievable, and his what his story was just. I mean, it 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 was it's a really special thing.
0: Yeah, you guys definitely gotta check it out too on Brandon's um, you know cast. Uh You guys will love it, man. I really, uh, it, it's something else. Like it's just that side of being able to coordinate and coexist with a heavy metal group is unreal. But uh, again, hands off to you, man. Very proud of you, and Amen. and you don't have to. Be proud. You could be proud of yourself, that's awesome, but, like, dude, this is years of professionalism and hard work that you put in, and the only thing that you do at this point is hats off, dude. Like, unreal, Thanks, I bro. I appreciate it. Yeah, professional amongst professionals. But, last rapid response that I got for you, bro, and this is the toughest one, and this is what I ask a lot of my guests that come on here, you know, you've heard it. I haven't had anybody give me a separate answer. I, and it's the truth because, it really, it's on air. You can listen back. <laughs> what is Metallica's best song, Master of Puppets or One? Master of Puppets. There we go, bro. Like, that's, you know, I, I try to explain, and now we don't even have to take time to go into explain because they heard on uh, the episode. The audience heard <laughs> of how what Master of Puppets is. But with one, just a brief reminder best drum solo, and with Master of Puppets, best guitar solo, voted by the fans. This is not, making, this is not me making the shit up, you know? like
2: <laughs> If it's me,
0: I'm going to tell you the same thing, but respectfully to them. But uh, with that being said, Brandon, everything, thank you so much man, for coming on the show. I know you're a huge Pats fan. I brought you. I through that question in there because I know I try to get my Pats fans involved. I got another one I got to <laughs> shout-out to this week, and every week I'm giving Pats fans shout-outs because to me, it's a big thing. You know, I have, Brady. I
1: Appreciate it, man. <laughs> I mean, I, I it's a, definitely a. I mean, just to add to the weirdness of 2020 is this football season, especially if you are a Patriots fan. I'm I'm still not used to seeing Brady in a Bucks jersey. Um, Very weird. I I mean I I have so many mixed emotions where you know there's part of like he will I I will never, move Brady I will never dislike Brady. He is always the goat in my eyes. I will always be a fan of his because of what he did for the organization, but I'm also a Patriots fan first. And so like when you know it, when Brady throws a bad pass or something now, I'm like I'm like, oh, I It's it bad that I'm like a little bit happy because you know he didn't throw that <laughs> interception. Yeah. Right and then you feel a little dirty and guilty and it's just it's so yeah. many mixed emotions. I mean at the end of the day he's the goat. He's, uh, he I think, he's the greatest quarterback who ever lived. And uh, I cannot wait for him to come back to Foxborough and retire as a Patriot where he belongs. But I, 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 I do wonder, I do wonder if uh, the Bucks will look back at this signing and be like, oh, yeah, we signed Tom Brady, but we didn't sign the GOAT.
0: Yeah, right? <laughs> well, the only way I could describe it to, you know, my audience and to sports fans is the way that you, you lived. Well, I lived with Kobe, but you had it with Tom, and I yeah. hope it's not the same outcome. I pray for health and whatever. But now it's the next chapter of his career, and maybe this will be two years, and you know, we'll see what happens. He's in, he's in a very, very tough division. He's in a very, very tough, you know, situation right now. where he's got familiar faces, and yep. I think, I think he's going to do great. I just don't see them, you know, getting to the Super Bowl this year. You know, but we'll, you yeah. never know. You never know how I mean, lucky think- it is.
1: I, I agree. I don't think they're a Super Bowl team this year, just because it's too new. It's right, new, new, exactly, new players, new coach, new system, um, new division, new conference, new everything. Uh, I but I, you know, if he can stay healthy and kind of keep on doing what he's been doing the last few seasons at his age, then I think you know maybe next season they can make a run for it.
0: Yeah, definitely, dude. I mean, it, it, I mean, they got. It. Great, great, great coach, and he's on the path, man. I really do believe in what they got going on there in Bruce Arians. Really, I'm a big fan, was a fan of him when he was on the Cardinals, when he, well, he, when he was a coach of the Cardinals. And yeah. I believe in that, you know, and all the all the situations that we got going on is, you know, trying to make people understand, like, what the fanship is. Now, and I hate to say this to you, and I'll say this to you when I say it to me, uh, we're not going to ever see what we saw again.
1: And yeah, that was a that that was the saddest part about him leaving. Was more than more than him actually leaving. It was the end of an era. I mean, that was a once in a lifetime thing. I mean, the NFL is set up so that doesn't happen. You have like you have a cap, but so like that doesn't happen. And it just kept on happening with the Patriots over and over and over again. Yeah. For like, oh for like twenty years, <laughs> like it's insane. There'll never be another run like that.
2: Uh, yeah, definitely I,
1: not. <laughs> and, and, I, and I think you know, uh, I I, I want to see Belichick bring the Patriots to another Super Bowl. I don't know if that will happen. Um, I would love to see it. I would, and, and you know, and I would love to see Brady in another Super Bowl and take home bring seven for himself, even though it's not in a past jersey. But you know, I just I I don't know if that will happen either. It, it for Belichick, it depends on the cast of characters he can get. And for Brady, you know, father time's just not on his side right now.
0: Yeah, I mean, dude, honestly, like we never know <laughs> what could happen. It's the NFL, you know. I I thought that, you know, I'll never see a Super Bowl, and I got one.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you did. I did, bro. Yeah. And I
0: didn't sell my soul to the devil yet. But if I have I, to sell it to get I get the don't. charges in the ring, I just we, don't see them <laughs> ever winning one. Well, you we, know, it's just.
1: We don't like talking about the Philly one in this house, so... Ah, oh, that's right!
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's right, hey, don't let me be the one to tell you who beat who. Hey, it's a perfect, perfect rematch, dude, you know what I mean? You got me, I was 16 years old, yeah. I was in the stands crying as a teenager.
2: You know, I was,
0: was that's game, I was just sitting there, and I'm like, dude, I gotta get this rematch, and I'm sitting there, and before last season, and dude, this is no joke, I never, or two years, the uh, 2018 season, I never turn around... And I, I never, ever, ever get the predictions right. Who's going to the Super Bowl? <laughs>
1: hey, let me ask you: As an Eagles fan, do you were were you for or against them uh, getting rid of Foles? There, he was your Super Bowl hero.
0: Um, the man. I, it's, a, it's a funny story about that, and I want to wrap it up and say give everyone your information and stuff too. But uh, it's a good story. Thank you for asking me that because a lot of people. There was hate on me for being an Eagles fan because I live in New York.
2: Right. So the
0: reasoning behind it was my 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 cousin used to block for Donovan McNabb in Syracuse. So I have pictures of me like little kid like with Donovan McNabb. No. So I'm just sitting there like dude this is the greatest guy ever. I know he didn't win anything but he came close but this is my friend. Yeah. Like you know what I mean like uh my cousin was the best man at the wedding this that and everything else cool. like real deal shit. Yeah. So now, that's how I became an Eagles fan. Because otherwise, I'm I'm just a Charger fan. So yeah. you know, from the time I'm eight years old, that's when or nine years old I become an Eagles fan. But since six, I've been a Charger fan. But the morning of the Super Bowl, or the time I'm going to pack my bags, I'm going to get my suitcase out of the bottom of the of the closet. I have everything hung up on the ca- under the hangers, whatnot, and on the bottom there's I kid you not, brand new Nick Foles jersey with the tags on it. I turned around, and I said, okay, you're coming with me. I wore it right underneath my Brian Dawkins jersey when I was in the fucking Super Bowl right there, you know, Mm -hmm. because that's the only thing I had the colors for. At that time, you know, when they're doing the alternate jerseys and shit like that, I only have one. So now I got to go with what works, you know, because I try to match whatever they do, but everything is so messed up nowadays with, you know, home jerseys and away jerseys. So when they did this, I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Like, you have nobody else. Like, I get I get he doesn't want to be a backup anymore, but I don't care. Make him the highest-paid yeah. backup ever. Yeah. Look what's going on now. I'm getting messages Love. every day. Is Carson Wentz sick? Has he got COVID? You know, what's up? Wentz is
1: just like, he, he's been so unreliable for you guys with his health. Yeah. And now, and, and I mean... You guys are off to a rocky start so far. <laughs> rocky
0: start, but here's the thing. Now, let me say this, and I don't, I don't ever, ever, ever
1: want to deny the
0: fact of what's going on in front of you, but let's keep in mind one thing. You're going to see now who the best coaches are, and no matter what the best you could do, you can't help that there's no preseason games.
2: Well, so yeah. now
0: – that's this is one. the preseason right now. This is the preseason right now. Like you explained, like New England, they don't play anybody. They're not, they're not done messing around when it comes to October. Let's go do what we got to do. Our
1: season starts yep. in October. Right.
0: But being, and I, and I thought this to myself. Well, well actually,
1: I, not to interrupt you, but if you're a Patriots fan, your season starts January. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Good one. Yeah, I like that. Um, Maybe not this year, though. <laughs> no, you get
0: that. You get that. I think you guys might be a playoff team. You know, sneak in or whatever. But you guys are well. Defense is still a top five. Defense very impressive. Just you know, without Brady, very very impressive. But it's Belichick. But yeah, my, my the, the crazy the crazy thing about all of this the situation is you know with no preseason that, and that everything else like you you. Got to understand, like this guy went through some type of like major, major, major surgery. That now, like most people, and I know it's 2020, they don't come back from something like this. Yeah. So what what we got from him and his first season, he now looks and he and I watch every game. You know, that he plays, he looks scared and he's playing scared. And it's and he's so worried about his job because we don't have a backup. We have, quarter, but we have a wide receiver as my, as my backup. Yeah. So, and we don't know if, um, you know, our backup from last year is going to be coming out of retirement, you know, X, Y, Z, whatever he's going to do. But the crazy thing is now is looking at it from the normal perspective here, like, you know, bottom line is, you know, now you're going to see the teams like New England, and you're going to see the teams that are conditioned and well-coached and whatnot that can get these guys through what we're going through with COVID. And I don't want to say that anybody is, that, you know, anyone's going to, you know, joke and have it. But there's been many reports that I got that he may have it. So now if he has it, dude, just think about it. My season's done. I mean, it's done right now at 0-2. But I play yeah. in a division that's so bad that I can still win it.
2: <laughs> you know
0: what I mean? Like, if everybody yeah. else in the division is 0-2, Saquon's done for the year. Like, what's that? I mean, the only one I had, luckily, was Dallas. And they played Atlanta. They came back by 40. All right, good for you guys.
1: So, it was like, you what know? year was it that, like, uh... The, like the Jaguars creeped into the playoffs with like a losing record.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, I was. Uh, I was. I remember that it was on my birthday. They played. I remember that. Like they played the Steelers and beat them, and then went in a second round. And then you know, not recently because yeah. the, when they played New England a couple of years ago, they had a winning record. But I know exactly what you were talking about.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Like like weird shit like that, but craziness. But Brandon, I got to thank you so much, man. Really, it's been a blast, and I'm glad that all of you know we did this tonight, and I'm glad that all of my audience can see. Uh, once again, I just want to let everyone know I'll post it too because I post a lot of your stuff. Uh, Brandon and my buddy from Metallica, we post all this stuff to the Vegan and Co. Show Twitter page, and you know we'll take us from there. But again, thank you so much for coming on, uh, guys. Reach out to Brandon—he's definitely a great guy. He'll answer all your Metallica metal questions just like I will. And if you think that I'm
1: bullshitting you, just ask him—it's the same shit. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you, man. I appreciate you asking me to come on and have me on and uh, shooting the shit, and this was fun. Thank
0: you, bro. I appreciate it. And, guys, you know how to get me. Deacon, uh, Deacon and Coach Joe, uh, gmail.com. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter. And for now, Deacon is out.